space, the final frontier. Space Station Ashland sits on the edge of Federation space with its companionship, the USS Dalamis Christian. The space around them is full of mystery and strange wonders, where secrets are kept and danger lurks around every corner. The crew of the Dalamis Christian must navigate treacherous waters as they work to protect the Federation. But as they peer into the unknown, they will discover that the line between friend and foe is not always clear. They will be tested like never before and will face challenges that will push them to their limits. Join us on this adventure as we explore the farthest reaches of space and uncover the hidden truths that lie within the shadows. Tabletop Journeys presents Star Trek Preservations. Star Trek Preservations. You are responding to a distress call from a Zindi vessel, which is on its way to the space station. I would probably find it disturbing that there is no information about the individuals on the ship. Chief, can you and Najar start digging around in the local data net and such, see if we can't get any information on who these raiders are? unknown raiding vessel. We have disabled your ship and we are prepared to accept your unconditional surrender. Do what you will. I have nothing to discuss. He definitely thinks we're interfering with something that we shouldn't be and that he, that we don't understand. Her name is Ensign Crix. She is exceptionally nervous. She is not confident that she is fully understanding the complexity of the language that she's being asked to translate. She's fairly certain that she's getting the gist of it, but not certain that she's getting the details. I'll have a security team stand by and locate this captain, and once he is located, cordially invite him to the captain's ready room. I'll play the game for about maybe 20, 15, 20 minutes. Yep. And then I'll just, like, theatrically sigh loudly, and I'm like, Lieutenant, wake him up. I just spent two threat to go ahead and cause a complication in the communication between both halves of the parties. Tanari and Ocean, you were working to to go ahead and do this research on what the ecological impact of this brood could be on random M-class planet while Shaw and Vylor and Tobor and Najar are interrogating your Nausicaan friend, the captain of the raiding vessel. And he begins telling the story of Shikaro 4 and how he knew people that lived on Shikaro 4. His family lived on Shikaro 4. And he begins weaving a tale about when the Zindi brood ship 
much like the one that is now on its way to Aslan Station, arrived. And they began unloading the large brood containers onto the planet under the guise of peace and prosperity and that they would be there to help introduce technology to the planet and further the planet itself. And that when the brood hatched, the wave of devastation that swept over the planet was barely contained by the residents. And this was a full-size M-class planet. Nobody understood the Zindi when they were speaking. It was very difficult to try to translate. They not just speak in a language that's hard to interpret and hard to learn, but also they speak in very, very broad sort of diplomatic political language that obscured exactly what the requirements were going to be as the brood arrived and as the needs of the brood were brought about and that the planet barely made it out intact as a whole because of the wave of devastation and so the Nausikin says if you're bringing them to a space station I'm assuming that space station is smaller than the planet that we were on I would fear for every bit of sustenance flora, fauna anything because the thing also to note is that their neurotoxicity obscures what is even happening as the brood consumes people from feet to head you have a tremendous amount of danger about to be unleashed on your station. I will take my shuttlecraft now and leave. So that's what he was saying. That's not what they came with the Tenarian. We haven't gotten their info. Yeah. As so, Tobor, <clears throat> on your data pad, as the Nosikin is telling the story, you see an urgent message arrive from Tenari, detailing and providing the data about the various possibilities of brood of reasonable size could be on any generic ecological system. And that the possibilities go, like I said before, from a sort of total neuro infiltration where insectoid and planet become one to one where the amount of material that needs to be consumed by the incoming brood can overwhelm a planet's ecology, rendering it virtually barren by the time they're done. I also and, would have included the yeah. scans I took of the Zindi ship. Yeah. Our conclusions there. And so as the Nausicaan is telling the story, this, this message appears on your data pad. And you're and hearing like, him tell the story and reading the data at the same time. Yeah, I like scan it and I like I half bolt up out of my chair and lock eyes with the Nausicaan. I'm like and I start walking for the door and I say Commander Shaw verify this man's story and then give him a shuttlecraft and I walk out my ready room Sir are you saying shuttlecraft or are you talking about giving a ship back with full warp capability The door closes very well. 
That's what he meant. And I well, I was talking that I'm going to look at that to see if there's any M-class planets that are uninhabited or mostly uninhabited that are within range. I just immediately type in Shikaro four. <laughs> Yeah, so as uh, so, the short answer, Derek, is that yes, there are any number of M-class planets that are uninhabited that that are within striking distance of the of the space station. That's no problem at all. You can certainly find a list, and that's actually going to be next month's episode. So we don't need to go ahead and go any further into that. But you've got your list. So we go back to the ship and move the site more. It's the only way to be sure. What's that? He went all alien on us. Yeah, yeah. Valelor, when you type in Shikara 4, it takes the computer a little bit to go ahead and find it because it's not a planet that's really well known. Keep in mind that where you guys are in space is outside of Federation territory, like in the netherness kind of beyond, beyond uh, Federation space. But eventually you're able to find some... Reports from from deep space scans, scan surveys that are done by the by the Federation, and eventually find a planet called Shikaro Four. That over the course of nearly immediately several years ago was perceived as a fairly standard Class M planet. It wasn't known if it was inhabited or anything. It was again, it was like long range. It was nothing that the Federation had really any interest in exploring or anything like that. It was way out in the middle of nowhere. It does a scan of that region of space every six months or whatever like that because there's a lot of space to go ahead and scan one of those things like one scan went by routine class m not much interest and then the next time that six month scan came by the amount of life signature that was found on the planet the amount of flora and fauna had decreased by a factor of like 98 percent but that's about the extent of the information that you can find in the computer So I was going to tap his combat and say, Lieutenant Teneri, I need that raider work capable in 10 minutes. Over. Reattaching a cell is going to take a little more than 10 minutes, but we'll do what we can. I will designate the, I will get the entire engineering staff getting something going again, even if it's just getting the ship working so it can work on one nacelle. Yeah, get a tractor beam and go capture that missing a cell. It's <laughs> <laughs> just wrong. It's like use the tractor beam to permanently attach it to the side of the ship and just have like, two guys like holding the power to- power cables together. <clears throat> okay, here's how I'm gonna do this, Tanari. I'm gonna let you make a roll. It's mm-hmm. gonna be a difficulty four roll. Because the nacelle was, again, basically torn off the ship. You tell me what kind of roll you want to make to see if you can figure out a way to do it. We'll go from there. It's one of those, like, it can't be done, Captain, kind of moments, right? Okay. So, Josh, is the difficulty for before or after he gets to his uh, chief engineer, engineering department team, uh, ability to reduce the difficulty by one it's going to take the entire de-engineering a, a roll of four to get there so it's it, it was, was a five, five. yeah exactly yeah this is probably the most difficult task that you can possibly think of especially given the time constraints okay then i would say daring engineering because we're in a rush i absolutely love it i also have the focus warp field dynamics so I, that should help yeah, warp field dynamics, basically, you know, your, your your ability to go ahead and figure out how exactly to reattach the nacelle to go ahead and expand, to be, to produce a stable warp, uh, uh, warp bubble. That makes sense to me. 
what I'm going to do, I'm going to invoke bold engineering. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to spend two momentum and one threat to get two extra dice. Two momentum, one threat. And because yes, I've so got you a buy, threat, you buy the first die with threat yeah, to trigger your bold. And then the second die with momentum. Yeah. Correct. Okay. And what the, what the bold engineering does, it lets me um, re-roll a single d20. Okay. All right. So basically, so you're rolling four dice and you can re-roll one of them. Right. My target number is 15. And then um, Shaw is going to assist. Can we get the ship to assist? Yeah, to try to go ahead and run models about how to go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. It would help speed up Computer calculations. Yeah, I'm done with that. Yep. Okay. All right. So four for Tanari, one for Shaw, one for, to- for, for Tobor. Wow. And so um, what, what's the difficulty that you're aiming for first? Just to, for, for daring and engineering. Well, it's 15. Okay. My engineering is four. I have a focus that kicks in. I rolled a 10, a six, a two, and a three. So that's six successes right there. Wow. Nice job, Scotty. <laughs> All right. So it's already up at six. I see a thumbs up from Tobor, so that's, a, I'm assuming, a seventh. I rolled a five, and my daring and engineering is 15, or 14. I'm sorry, not 15. And what's your, Marty, what's your uh, engineering score? Uh, engineering is four. Okay. So numerous successes. Numerous, many, many successes. So essentially we've got eight successes. Yeah, on a challenge of four. So well done. Okay. So you are able to piece together a theoretical way to reattach the nacelle to be stable enough to let the ship be warp capable and leave in an expedited amount of time. It's basically you are leveraging the fact that one of the other pieces of the ship, not the piece where the nacelle was ripped off of, but one of the other pieces of the ship was, was a wing and had a had a nacelle port that could so that you could take the undamaged nacelle and attach it to this other point it's going to take some rewiring in the engineering to go ahead and let that sink into the warp core but but that otherwise you think you have a clean attachment point the biggest complication is probably going to be making sure that the other piece is still sealed off so that it doesn't vent into the vacuum of space and all that. But yeah. I think so. Captain didn't seem to want to be bothered, but I know he's got a lot in his plate right now, but do we let the crew go also or just... The crew as well. Okay. So now do we get a have to roll to, for the actual repair? Yeah, and because of the number of successes, it's going to greatly increase your odds of doing that. So I was going to say that would probably be like a three, but instead I'm going to make that a two difficulty to go ahead and actually get the you get the entirety of the engineering crew working with you to go ahead and do that, and it's going to be a two success challenge to do that because you just overwhelmingly came up with a plan. So, all right, Lieutenant Commander Shaw, you going to assist again? But of course, my background is engineering, so I'm going to help wherever I can yep. okay. and uh, do out with the uh, directing crews and yep. whatnot. I'm assuming my warp focus will kick in again. Yep. Sure. All right. Yeah, because it's going to require it. like rewiring and everything like that. But yeah. And I will, will my damage control kick in? Damage control helped on the last one. Not so much anymore because the damage has been controlled. And I'm going to spend a momentum for an extra dice. I like it. So that's three dice, and this is still daring engineering? Sure. Okay. I knew that. So my target is 15. 
one, a 10, and a 19, so that's three successes. Three successes, okay, yep. Unfortunately, I rolled an 18, which is not a success. That's okay. You succeeded. The plan was so good after the eight success roll last time around Mm -hmm. that this was, it was like, the plan was like exquisite. It had like tab A, slot B. It was like anybody could have done this virtually. So well done on that front. Now, here's more of the question. I need some information from you on how you are attaching a nacelle to a ship that is being tractor towed behind you while at warp. Yes. We take an if, I believe... I believe... The Eagle has enhanced tractor beams as well. I can double check that. Hold on a sec. Eagle has enhanced sensors. Enhanced sensors. sensors. And Scotty's transwarp beaming. It does have have tractor beams, however. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it probably doesn't need advanced tractor beams. It just needs to go, yeah. So we can use, maybe, does the the tank have tractor beams as well? Yes, it does. So we can have a couple crews in each one of the runabouts while we're moving along to adjust, to put the nacelle in place. I like it. So basically you're going to try, you're going to execute this from within the warp bubble? It depends. If the captain will let me stop the ship, I would appreciate it. I'd prefer not to do this at warp. Uh, the captain kind of just slammed the door to let out, so I'm going to let you know, hey, we're not dropping out of warp for this unless we absolutely have to. We also so, would run the risk of not getting to Asselin before the brood ship. Alright, we're going to pull a Scotty and do this at warp. <laughs> Cool. So here's what I'm going to need. I'm going to need piloting roles from the people piloting the shuttlecraft. Like, you've got the plan. You've got the the ability to go ahead and attach it. That's all great. I'm just at this point making sure that the, any complications that arrive from these two roles are not going to impact your ability to attach the nacelle back to the ship. You have already resolved that. That's going to be fine. There may be complications that arise from the ships that are doing the work. And so that is where my concern is at this point. Who... Now, Tobor, also, are you taking yourself out of these shenanigans that the crew is going on to go ahead and attach this? So I, so I was actually going out to the bridge to contact the Zindi ship yeah. to tell it to drop out of warp until we figure this out. Oh, okay. Cool. So then but it was fun yeah. watching the panic on his face. Yeah. On like, so as you have to do this <laughs> So as so there we go. See, that's how I'm glad that I asked. So as you're putting the plan together and you're trying to like, okay, I guess we can do this at warp. We'll have to have the two shuttles like working together, like in in the warp bubble. We can go ahead and do that. The Delanos Christian drops out of warp, and all of a sudden well, your job gets a lot easier. Yeah, it's, yes. So, yeah. Fabulous. No longer need the piloting roles because now that you are not in warp and you see the Zindi ship is also out of warp and maintaining space with you. <laughs> and then I will not so gently At least you'll still be living. Yeah. <laughs> Tobor, when you mess with the Zindi ship, of course the the ensign and the, the captain are there and the ensign is not sure what's going Why are we stopping? Is there... What can we do? Are we, Is the Delanus Christian alright? Did it suffer damage in the in the scuffle? 
we've come across some information that I need your expert opinion on, Ensign. Oh, if you uh, would be so kind as to transport over to the Christian so we can consult with your expertise, I would appreciate it. I, I, sure, I suppose I can. And she turns to the captives. Yeah, sure, I can transport over immediately. Commander, they don't have transporters on this ship. You'll have to beam me out. That's fine. To board a transporter room, lock on the ensign. No worries. In the- so actually, Josh, just to interject, yeah. something that I had been meaning to do sure. when we got distracted by the search for M-Class Worlds, yeah. I am checking her record. Sure. Basically, I want to find out if why she was assigned to this task as a untested ensign. Mm-hmm. Is she a prodigy or an idiot is what I'm looking at. Sure. So the best answer that you can find is nepotism. Even in the 24th century. So I was going to tap his chest and say, Lieutenant Najar, hey, the temperature in this ship shows some cold spots, which could be related to the incubation period of the Eggs, is there a way we can extend that or use that information to possibly stretch out the hatching? To clarify, sir, are you asking if it's possible to delay the hatch? That is correct. To delay the hatch and, and predict and or control how many hats at a time. I'll do my best. Tobarda Shaw. Commander, I'm sorry to pull you away from your engineering task. Can you meet Ensign um, Cricks? Cricks. In transporter room one, and escort her to the conference room. Welcome, sir. Excellent. Uh, aboard a senior staff, please assemble the conference room. Mm. Understood. Azra, you have the con. So, so Najar, the question. On my way, I'm distractedly walking down corridors, hoping not to bump into people. While working on my tablet furiously, trying to figure out if there is any way to delay the hatching of the brood, knowing that there's not a lot of information on the Zendi. So he is still going to look into that. He's going to basically go with anything he can come up with from other xenobiological studies of air gestation periods and whether or not it's possible. Yep, sure. So I'm probably rocking either science or medicine. Yeah, I think science and insight on this one. Yeah, and, no, and knowing that the the those areas of the ship were cold. Yeah, and the fact that it's it's a cold environment. Yeah, um, that's I, what's I, required. Science insight is, is kind delaying of the, it? the rough hypothesis from incomplete data. Okay. Yep. Science insight, uh, and I think that again, there's very little information on the Zindi. Difficulty of three. Oof, that's painful. Uh, if it's got a difficulty of three, I'm going to take a pay of <laughs> change books out of Tanari's playbook. And I'll spend one threat for the first die and two momentum for the second die. I like it to get two additional dice. Mm-hmm. And 
I am pulling from the computer's files and using medical sub protocols or scientific sure. to to study it. So can somebody roll a computer die too? Yep. Fantastic. Yeah, I would say com- this would be like computer science, which is what a twelve. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've only got a thirteen on this one. All right. I have two successes. Okay. I have an ability called advisor. Whenever you assist another character using your command discipline, the character being assisted may reroll one die twenty. I would assume that would take a flip, but I'm not hundred percent sure. You did not actually call that you were assisting him on the roll, though. You gave him a command to look into it, but he'd already rolled his dice before you said that. So you would have had to go ahead and say that you were assisting him. I believe, right? Very well. Yep. Very well. I'm not gonna so. Computer die that might pull us out of the fire. You do. Yes, the computer rolled a five. Okay. So. You got your third success. So, so yeah, the answer is probably what you expect, is that uh, the cold transport is most likely slowing down the hatching process, and it can slow down the hatching process to a point. So it really depends on how much longer... Again, without any direct observations, it's hard to go ahead and nail down exactly, but thats it's pretty clear that's what they're doing. They're slowing down the hatching process, probably for transport, because they realized that it was going to take a while to get from point A to point B, and that you can use the cold to slow that down, but there is a point where they're just going to hatch anyway, and so it depends on how or close to that point. If too cold, I would assume it would kill the egg. There's that too. There's that if they're, cold, if they're too cold or too cold for too long... So. I apologize to several crew members for almost knocking them over on my way for not paying attention while I typed and did my research as I travel the ship, traverse the ship. Okay. End of the scene. If joining the Tabletop Journeys actual play games sounds like the kind of fun you're looking for, be sure to check out patreon.com slash ttjourneys, where patrons of the Tabletop Journeys podcast not only get early access to all of our episodes, but they get the opportunity to play in our monthly actual play games, where the dice are wild and we make every roll legendary. in the conference room with Ensign Cricks who is just as just as nervous and uncomfortable as ever and curious what it is you could possibly need to speak with her about and why you're not moving towards the, the space station. So as I joined uh, Trill, I'm going to use my uh, ability to get the focus intimidation. Oof. And I'm just going to plant both hands on the conference table and lean into her and I'm like Ensign, there are a half million eggs on that ship. Of course, yes. Every model we have says it will cause complete and utter devastation wherever those eggs hatch and they're flying towards my space station. I want to know exactly what is going on right now. No. No, 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 absolutely not. When when Diplomatic Corps sent me there to go ahead and negotiate, uh, they said that they were going to need they're going to need some sustenance, but there was nothing that said that the that there was any sort of mass devastation. I, I don't have any idea what you're talking about. I hand her the data pad that has the Chikaro 4 information on it. 
And, and she starts scrolling through, and she's like, that was the last planet that they brewed no, upon. No, they, the, the Zindir are peace-loving people. Benson, you have the opportunity to be a hero now. Tell me the truth. What have you observed on the ship? What aren't they telling us? I haven't, I haven't seen, witnessed anything. I've witnessed a couple dozen grateful individuals excited to go ahead and rejoin the people that they haven't seen in hundreds of years. They, they were overwhelmed with the generosity of the Federation. They want to make sure that, that this paves the way for a future of prosperity between our people. It's all... It's all Federation stuff. I just glare until she cracks. I, or if cracks. I, I don't know why you're so bad at me. I'm just the May I her to see if she is as bumbling and haplessly hopeless sure. as she seems or hopelessly hapless? Sure. Yeah. What would you like to... What would you like to... What, what attribute discipline would you like to throw at it? Insights and security i'm doing my general read of a suspect or informant or anyone that's involved combined with my empathy they're synergistic so you're like approaching it from like an interrogation kind of angle right is that yeah, trying to figure out if she's security? telling the truth if she's on the level is sure. she freaking out because she's scared of the captain's intimidation yep. but sure i not say, the zendi yep i think this is a difficulty one And I have two successes. Great. So I will give you... Because I rolled a one for a critical success in an 18. There you go. So she is definitely intimidated by the captain because the captain is intimidating her. That's obvious. She is also nervous. She is nervous in that way that you're about to take a physics test and you don't get the material. And you have to take the test anyway. You have to go and do the thing. And you really just hope that somehow sitting at the test and staring at the equations and staring at the graphs will make you understand in a moment of spontaneous Newtonization of your brain. And she is nervous because that has not happened. She does not understand the conversations that she's been having. With the here with us. Oh, she understands the conversation. She, she, she realizes that she's she's not, especially given the data that, that Tobor has given her, she's realizing that she she has not... Really has no idea what they're saying. Right. She's, she's understood the words, but didn't understand the meaning behind them. And that's she's nervous about that. Then I will send out through our office messenger on our little pads that she is being, she seems, she appears to be being honest that she did not know and does not know of anything untoward or bad going on. And, but she seems to be afraid that maybe she doesn't have any idea what the Zindi are actually saying to her. Sorry, before you carry I, on, Ocean. Are all of you now... So Najjar just pulled out his phone and went, and the other six of you in the room just went, huh, at the same time? No. So, so is hey, he wants to use insight and command to be like, all this stuff is going on. There's all these 
issues with the environment, all that other stuff going on. One of his focuses is, I believe all life is sacred. Does anything need to be born? They can't be born on the station. I looked for a class in Paris and found, found a list. I know that they can destroy the environment. I want to provide them options all over the station. Know that they're going to destroy an environment, but provide them an environment where they can still live because all life is sacred and tell them they have to go here instead of the station. I, I don't know. I, I was just... Look, I'm, I'm just a translator. I don't have the authority to rewrite the diplomatic agreement between us and and, and them. I, I I would need to contact my supervisor at least to let them more. Bring him to this planet now. I just kind of rotate back around to Shaw. Is there something you wish to? Add to the conversation. Zindi will destroy our station. They need a planet they can consume. Right. This planet they can consume and still procreate and produce life. All life is sacred. The Federation cannot interfere with this procedure. We must provide them a safe place for them to continue with their procedure. Take them to this M class planet that is uninhabited, put them there, let the brood hatch and consume the planet, and then we will have... Accord. Yes. That sounds like an excellent suggestion. Significant value in this plan. Very good, Ensign. I'm going to have to have you communicate that to the Zindi. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Mr. Shaw, can you get us priority one channel? station and uh, I need to speak with the Commodore. I will tap my badge and say comms, priority one channel for the CO, Starfleet Command. Do you want me to patch it into the conference room? Sure. Yes, please. Crix, meanwhile, is uh, uh, do you want me do, do you want me here for this or do you want me to, to go and, and talk to, to down, talk now uh, about, about what's going on? Ensign, that depends on one question. Huh? Was it your aunt or your mother that assigned you to this post? I, I don't know why you would think that that mother has anything to do with this. I earned this job. I I earned this job. That's very mean of you. I actually feel a little bad for this girl. Very mean. She's Najar. She's now crestfallen. She's my mother. She always wanted me to be a diplomat. That's fine. This was supposed to be like my big, like life-changing moment. And it will be a life-changing moment <laughs> when you are able to convince the Zindi on that ship that it is in their best interest and ours for them to go to this other planet. Can you do that, Ensign? So, I can try, yes. 
I think that it is important that we show, we as the Federation, of course, show a unified and contrite front for the fact that, that we have to change their plans. So I think that perhaps that's the best angle for me to take when I speak with Chikotkabi because I think that they're going to want to know why, why. That's an excellent point, Ensign. Ensign, do they understand written communication any better than spoken? They don't, in- use, they don't use written communication. And their communication isn't even wholly spoken either. It's, it's half body language. Captain, I believe you should contact Starfleet Command and explain the situation to them so that they understand the diplomatic issues with this situation and can help grease the wheel, so to speak. Lieutenant Najjar, Lieutenant Najjar, can you project as well as receive? I cannot. It's not entirely accurate. If another being or entity also has enhanced psychic abilities, then there's a greater chance, especially if I know them well, that I could project out and reach them. But it requires a personal connection and either a very intense personal connection or another psychic with sufficient power to receive. Roger. Uh, Captain Tabor, I believe a priority one message to Starfleet Command would be in order in this situation to explain the situation and describe our intentions. Indeed, I believe we are waiting for us to be connected. So hold for just a second. While we're doing so, is it possible to get a Starfleet linguist who might be a little bit more fluent in Zendi than Ensign Crix here? <laughs> to perhaps, even if it's via the comm waves, intervene in this discussion? We'll get to that in a second. Tanari, you get a message that the... Raiders' ship is complete. Okay. Captain, repairs are done. Excellent. Lieutenant Najar, can you take a full legal deposition from our good friend, the captain, and then send him and his crew on his way? Absolutely. Captain Gabrock, if you could come with me. I assumed that he was no longer in the conference room with you. Oh, yeah, he's not here. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. I'll go and fetch <laughs> If he was. <laughs> I'd be privy to some awesome information. Yeah, yeah but you're able, to, you're able to, to track him down. Where did he go? So once he was done talking with you, Tabor, where did he go? Where did you send him? Did you send him to quarters or did you send him back to the cargo hold? I left him with the security team. Okay. I, 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 he did get left with the security team, and I assumed that he would have been assisting with the repairs to his own vessel. He's not an engineer. He doesn't do such things. I assumed he was thrown back in, the, in with the Then he would have been crew. with his crew in the brig until the crystal okay. repairs were done. All right. Yeah, so he will give you what you ask for, and he's skeptically eyeing the repair job, assuming, assuming there's like a window or something, as his already duct tape and puttied ship is duct taped and puttied a little bit more. He's like side-eyeing it, like, are y'all sure that this is gonna fly? Like, we're good? We're, we're this is okay? But the deal has been upheld. Yeah. I'm gonna give him an offended look at that. 
<laughs> Don't worry. We have much better engineers than your usual jury riggers. <laughs> I'm sure. And he will he will give you his deposition. He will tell you, basically, he will repeat the same story that he told you about the planet and what he thinks the Zindi are going to do, and then ask to be transported back to his ship so he can leave. And do I feel he's given me a full... An- it is barring some... some like elaboration or detail type things it is basically the same story that he repeated to Captain Tobor fair enough we've already verified enough of that and nothing else was asked so as soon as the repairs for his ship are done I will send the report directly to the captain and the XO and escort them to a transporter room to send them to their vessel if it is ready to, to be detached Tanari, it's, it's as a chief engineer, you sign off on the repairs. Um, assuming my various sub department heads tell me everything is good. Yep. Yep. We followed the spec to the letter. So that okay. will still not keep me from holding my breath till I see them actually going into war. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You transport the the crew back over to the Raiders' ship, and it backs away almost tentatively from the Delamus Christian. Like someone like tapped the impulse engines just to see if they worked a little bit. Like played with the attitude control because like now the nacelles on the other side, it's on a different side of the ship, so they're trying to like see how does it work a little bit. Helm, scan the Raider ship, make sure that they cannot go to warp. We drop out of warp as soon as we determine they cannot go to warp. Hold on, just to go ahead and clarify, the Delamus Christian and the Zikthus, uh, the the Zindi ship, are out of warp right now, right? Because you stopped everything. Yes. Yeah. So. Yep. As soon as if they can't go to warp, then we're going to make sure that. They can go to war. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Nope. They, uh, so they, after doing the attitude controls and everything, and it seems like, again, they're just playing with, okay, how does the ship physically work right now? After a few minutes of that, they turn their bow away from the Delamus Christian impulse about 15 kilometers away or whatever, some minuscule space distance and engage the warp engines and they're gone. And then I go onto the official log to say, Sir, the raider seems to have escaped us and gone to war. We cannot track them. I don't know why, but they have escaped. You're going to see me at the window with my head leaning against the window in relief. (laughs) (laughs) And also looking wistfully at the plans to do a repair at warp. <laughs> that would have just been cool. That would Yeah, that could have been exciting stuff. Huh? Uh, that would have been amazing. I, I'm not I as a storyteller, I am both glad and sad that we didn't get to roll through that because I'm honestly not sure how to narrate that. But that's a whole that is a narration for another time. All right, so the raider ship has departed with the with the crew that was in in the hold there. Your priority one message. Do you want it to be a live conversation, Tobo, or do you want it to be just a message? I want to talk to. Yeah, I want to talk to Pritchard. Oh, okay. So you're contacting the station first. Yeah. Okay. All right. Pritchard comes on. Is so. Where are you? We. What's going on? Blah. Blah. Yep. I okay. Yep, fair enough. So you basically brain dump everything that's going on. Much Ocean's face when Tanari was explaining the science behind it. Pritchard just, wait, okay, so they can't come here. They have to go someplace else. 
is the that's the if we that's the chest. Yes, if we don't want them to eat everything and everyone on the station, they have to go someplace else. Okay, I guess we need to. Did you tell the Did you tell the officer in charge of the diplomatic arrangements this? The one that She's was on the ship. Right. Oh, okay. She's sitting right here. Gotcha. Uh, yes. So, Crix, are you? I wanted, to, are, I wanted to clear the plan with you first, Commodore, because this could be a diplomatic situation. Yeah. Since our our my confidential informant indicated that when his planet was devoured by them, they came in peace as well uh. as a ploy. So do they just? So they just don't view what they're doing as unpeaceful, or they're or it's duplicitous, and they, hmm. or they don't view us as sentient enough to be worthy of not being turned into hmm. sustenance. And according to your memo on page three, subparagraph four. You did say that there may be some misunderstandings regarding the nature of the sustenance, mm. and I don't want that to be us. Yeah, that that's the memo that was sent to me by the diplomatic corps. Crix, how is how did this happen? And Crix is just again just waffles and bloviates for a few minutes about how she was just trying to translate as they were talking but there are some things that they were saying that just don't have direct analogs in the common tongue and there's only so much that could be done with a with a race that blah 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 right and again Pritchard just stops just stop like stops pinches the bridge stop. of his nose exactly alright have we told the Zindi this yet not yet that's my next move and then to see what their reaction is okay this isn't my call to make your Command, your chain here needs to be talk to the Zindi, get them to agree, let Starfleet Diplomatic know the change and the reason for the change. Is Tavor by himself in this room or are we still in there with him? No, we're, I'm like standing in front of the, the, the end of the wall yeah. screen and like everyone's sitting at the conference yeah. room. I think the only one that left was Najar because he went to go talk to the pirate. Yeah. Sir, I do have a list of the Class M planets that would be acceptable for them to consume completely without any effects to the Prime Directive. Perfect. We will pass that along to the Diplomatic Corps. Correct, Commodore? Sounds like that's the ploy, sir. I think that's I think that's a reasonable... Let, give them the list. Let them make a decision on which one they think is the best. And then I'm sure that they'll coordinate that with the Zindi. That's I don't think we're getting off the hook on this, though. I bet you that since they're the, we're the only ones out here and we already have this relationship with them, I, I suspect that we'll still be on the hook to help. Sir, one final statement, question. Do we have someone who is more experienced and proficient in Zindi communication? Ensign Cricks has already expressed her concern about being able to successfully communicate. I, I can do it perfect. I don't know what you're talking That is a lie. Ish. I turn and stare at her. Look, it's hard. <clears throat> Vela Lore, um, not all people are as exacting as you are. They have different de degradations. Please talk to me later on... Let us have a holodeck session. 
later to discuss this issue. Smile. Understood, Exo. Um, the only other people that I could, and this is Pritchard again, the only other people that I could think of, there was a, an ambassador from, from some Zindi representative to the Federation that was, you know, that they were sending so they could go ahead and observe the reunification also. Uh, maybe they can be of, of further assistance if you feel that it's necessary. We can probably try to track down where they are so you can reach them on long-range communications. That would not hurt. I think it would be an excellent idea, Commodore. Okay. They are... He he taps away on a pad at his desk. So give me just a, a moment and I can have that information for you. I'll, I'll send it to your data pad when I have it. Why don't you work on talking to... Or do you need that before you speak with the Zindi? Is that what you're implying, Rylolo? Sir, they need some kind of uh, replicator capabilities so they do not destroy the acoustic planet. So if they can have some kind of ability to provide sustenance for these creatures that will not destroy the ecosystem of the class M planet, that would be highly beneficial. Uh, I suppose we can go ahead and hook them up with replicators. How many, what kind of replicator technology do we need? What's the scale? Planet-wide, they've got half a million eggs that will replicate. Half a million, not half a billion. Like we'll do the math on the ship and whatever we need to do for engineering-wise to give them the numbers for replicators and fusion generators and whatnot they would need to set this uninhabited class and planet up with replicators and supplies so that they can hatch all of those eggs, have them healthy, and not destroy the ecosystem of this planet. All right. All right, yeah. Get get me the numbers, and we'll we'll make sure that we we facilitate here. So, um, all right. So, do you want to speak with the Zindi that you have locally, or wait for the ambassador? So, I figured, unless we can get the ambassador in the next five minutes, we'll go ahead and make contact with the ensign here, and then if uh, if we still need further more sophisticated communications, we will proceed once the ambassador is located. Sure. Yep, that's fine. I'll work on getting the ambassador, and then you can you can negotiate with them locally. That's fine. So. Excellent. Thank you, sir. I'll send, I'll send you the information when we track down where they are. So. Very good. Thank you, sir. Christian out. And Christian, oh, okay, so do you, uh, do you want me to go back to the ship and talk to them? Or I'm happy to go ahead and take the lead on the negotiations here to go ahead and make sure that everything's okay and everything is smooth out. I'm fine doing that. We got it, sir. I, I'm sure we can handle this. Your services as an interpreter are still required. However, as far as negotiations is concerned, I believe the commander will take lead. Oh, okay. That, yeah, that, that's, fi that's fine. That's fine. Couldn't have said it better uh, myself, you, Mr. Shaw. Yeah. It, it's probably easier for me to go ahead and do the translations if I'm there rather than here, if that's okay. So if you could teleport me back, I can go ahead. Because, again, it's complicated body language, scent trails. Uh, I believe you should stay with us and the lead negotiator for the Zindi, and everyone else should stay back. Sure. Yeah. I, I, yeah. That's fine. I can try to do that. Sure. Perfect. All right. So do you want to open a, a channel to the ship? Before that, Mr. Ocean, I want you to take us out of the effective firing range of the Zindi ship. We're about to rain on their parade, and they may not respond very kindly to it. Yes, sir. 
Okay. So you, again, their armament is not super offensive. Like I said, they have some phaser capabilities. But as you move, so I'm assuming that when you both came out of warp, you were in like close range. As you move to medium range, the con officer on the bridge, or you'd put you'd put somebody else, you gave somebody else the con when you walked to the conference room. Yeah, he messages the conference room and say, "Sir, we're getting a hail from the Zindi. I just know we're getting hail. I open the channel. They're." gesticulating their antenna at us. I'm not sure why. Very good. Lieutenant, we'll be right there momentarily. When we come walking back out on the bridge, Yep. turn to the ensign, let it look at her. Yes? What? What's he saying? Oh, uh, you... Uh, right, yeah. Uh... They want to. They want to know why we're moving away from them. It seems a direct violation of the accord between our peoples. Please inform the Zindi captain that we've come into some information that is going to make it very difficult to host the brooding ceremonies on Asselin Station. Instead, we have found several other potential sites send over the court please translate the coordinates of these planets we are discussing they come back and they say that through Ensign Cricks they think that if time is of the essence and they are very concerned about how this is going to work they think that we should begin moving there at immediately Whatever permissions you need to get are inconsequential to our process and our necessity. Uh, it's easier for you to ask for forgiveness than permission, I think, is the way the, the phrase goes. They don't care about us needing permission. They think they should go. Good. We send in the coordinates to the number one planet and wait for them to engage their warp drive and follow along with them. And okay. so we'll talk to Taylor Lore. Like, Taylor Lore. I know we don't have our medical officer on board, but we need to find a phased sequence to let these eggs hatch. I don't know if we can use engineering or what we need to do to talk to the medical people on board and involve engineering with the cryogenics and the temperature controls that are on their ship. We need to spread this out as long as possible to do the least amount of environmental impact as possible on the same class planet. All right. Captain, perhaps we should notify the dignitaries that we're coming to to be part of this ceremony so that they can, of the change of venue? Yeah, in fact, I was going to say we send the message to the diplomatic corps. Here's what's happening. Here's what they're going to do. They're going to eat the station. That's not acceptable. We diverged into this other planet. Please meet us there. Bring all of your ceremonial gear and photo, picture, album, books you want for your baby pictures. You you get a, a reply, just you, Tobor, from Pritchard, and it's one sentence long. Don't screw this up. That's all it says. And as you speed off, that ends our episode. And next month's episode will be What Happens Next?
next time on Star Trek Preservations. Captain's Log, Stardate 57454.71. The Dolomish Christian continues its assignment to find a suitable planet for the Zindi aboard the ship Zixthra that can carry out their brooding rituals as part of their life cycle for up to one million new life forms. The errors of the past matter very little now, as the word and reputation of the Federation are on the line. Most importantly, the Zindi will settle somewhere to hatch their young, and if it is on a world that is inhabited by sentient life, it would mean genocide. Over the past month, we have surveyed 16 planets and moons in seven different systems in an effort to find a world that will work for all parties involved. So far, none have been suitable. Some were rejected by the Federation Diplomatic Corps due to the emergence of semi-sentient life, and others failed due to the unique scanning challenges resulting from subspace distortions in this region of space. Many, however, were deemed unappealing to the Zindi, including the best candidate suggested by Lieutenant Commander Shaw. We are running out of time, and the crew and I have our work cut out for us. We have to find a solution, and just good enough will not be good enough. End lock.